Hello, I'm Josh Whittacombe. And I'm Rob Beckett. Welcome to Lockdown Parenting Hell, the show in which Rob and I discuss what it's like to be a parent during lockdown, which I would say can be a little tricky. So, in an effort to make some kind of sense of the current situation... And to make me feel better about my increasingly terrible parenting skills... Each episode will be chatting to a famous parent about how well they're coping. Or hopefully not. And we will be hearing from you, the listener, with your tales of lockdown parenting woe. Because, let's be honest, none of us know what we're doing. Hello, and you are listening to Lockdown Parenting Hell with... Can you say Rob Beckett? Rob Beckett. And Josh Whittacombe. Josh Whittacombe. There we go. Very cute, that was. Who was that? That was a lovely, lovely uh, rendition. So, my wife went to a unicorn-themed first birthday party. Sorry, this sounds like that sounds like the start of a joke, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, and then she come back with a horn. Yeah, lovely bit of business, Rob. <laughs> lovely bit of business. Yeah, I love to say that's true, but that's never happened. It doesn't exist. Welcome to Jonglers. Seems all the kids had to dress up uh, as dickheads for the group photo. Not sure why. Oh my god, yes, is, oh my word, Rob. Oh, so, so the kids with unicorn cocks in their head. I, I'm going to send it to you. It's not their cock, is it, for the unicorn's head? It's a horn, isn't it? It's it's a horn, but look at this. <laughs> it looks like penises. Oh, no. It doesn't even look like... I thought it was going to look like a wrecked penises. It looks like a flaccid granddad dick. It really does. It's really inappropriate. On a poor child's head. Yeah, that, we, we will post it, though. Look at those children. <laughs> oh, those little granddad knobs on their head. <laughs> Little granddad dick on little granddad dickheads. Oh, that'd be fun to post. Also attached is Ruby, age three from Cambridge, doing your name to the intro. And the person who sent that is called Spike Jackson. Oh, Spike Jackson. I bet he was a quarterback at high school. So thank you to Spike Jackson for both the sound file and the superb uh penis content. Hundred quid his name's actually Simon. <laughs> he nicknamed himself Spike. Um, how are you, Rob? Good, good. Yeah, not too bad. We well, we should say you've uh, in the in we pre-recorded this week's episodes because this week um, Rose is having a planned C-section. So Tuesday we'll, we'll be back with baby news, but at the moment um, we 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 this haven't is, we haven't had the before before we had to record before, so you had a bit of time with Rose and stuff. You don't yeah. really want to be podcasting on the morning of the C-section, do you? It would it would be awkward. It would be live very from awkward. the live from the operating. Is it operate? Is it delivery room or is it operating theatre? It's basically uh, it's an operating theatre. Yeah, it's weird. So, so um, I know this from the first time when we had an emergency one that they go round and they all have to say what they do. Oh, so before the C section, they're like, "I'm S- Steve, and my job is to." It's a bit like the start of like a take me out or something, <laughs> but like single surgeon, reveal <laughs> yourself. Let the knife see the skin. <laughs> um. Yeah, it's a weird old one. It's a weird old world, it's Rob. Well, good luck with it, uh, Josh. Um, how have you, you been, though, apart from C-section? How's the uh, three-year-old uh, excited about the news? Um, I would say uh, she has definitely got into the idea. She's really into the idea, um, but she seems a lot happier than she did a couple of weeks ago, Rob. Oh, that's Rob. good. Um, but I am, 
I am nervy about it. That's the thing I'm most nervy about. Yes. But you, you can't worry about that. Just concentrate on the C-section and then that will sort itself out. Do you just make her feel a bit special? Because I'm sure yeah. what your, is it Rose's mum will be around to take her out and do things with her. She'll quite yeah, exactly. enjoy that, I think, at the start. And be yeah, quite excited exactly. to, to, be, to be a part of it. I'll be honest with you, Rob. Yeah, be honest. I'm going to say it. Go on. If, if it's all healthy, it's all great. Exactly. Um, but my friends who've got a two-month-old, their second baby, they've implied that it's a piece of piss to me, Rob. <laughs> wow. Okay. Their first child really didn't sleep. Still uh, doesn't, okay. really. So the, the fact they've got this baby that just sleeps all the time, I don't think they can quite believe it. Yeah, I think also as well, I think, yeah, if you've got one that sleeps, you're right. But I do think it's easier the second time when they're babies. Honestly, you're not as nervous, not as worried. It just gets tiring when they get older and they're running. You've got two kids to chase up. Yeah, do you reckon Do you reckon there is a bit of a honeymoon period? I, I, definitely, I think so, especially when they're first born. Because a lot of the time, they may not, they may be getting up in the middle of the night to feed them, but you are quite used to waking up in the middle of the night now. It's not like unheard of to get five hours sleep and be woken up so you're like oh okay i'll get up and feed that baby and then the baby sleeps during the day and things like that so it's not too bad and also she's in uh preschool isn't she and stuff it's not the big summer holidays yet so no you've got you've got a bit of time in the day just you and the baby and that yeah you'll be I'll, fine josh i'll be fine i'll be fine it'll be good i'll be honest with you rob yeah i uh spoke to my publisher and they said um uh are you right just to do a read through of all the changes next week and i was <laughs> like i have got quite a lot on <laughs> Because I don't know about you, when I when I had our second baby, I, I I thought, you know what would make this easier to read through an entire book? To read a book really intently. <laughs> Surely someone else can do that instead of you. You think you know it's it's three thirty in the morning. Yeah, the baby's crying. I should just give a look over to that chapter to see whether I libel anyone. I mean, that kind of thing. Surely they could sort that out. Who's your publisher? Derek Trotter? (laughs) Oh, they do, Rob. They do. I've just got trust issues, haven't I? You've got to to learn to delegate. That's what Richard Branson said. You've got to learn to get a lot. Just trust other people to do it. Well, they come back. They go, we're just (laughs) going to put the book out. We've made the changes. And I go... I'm sorry, but can we can we delay the C-section because I do need to read it again? Thank you very nah, much. No, I don't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't read it through. I just trust them to change the spelling errors. They're not going to publish a book with spelling mistakes, are they? What if there's no typos, Rob? But I look like a twat. Well, I'd say sometimes we are twats. Deep. Why are you hiding it? <laughs> if you wrote it down, you meant it. That's my philosophy. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? You can go back through it and take it out because, you know, you feel guilty, but you meant it. That's that's the main thing. Whether anyone reads it or not, you know what you meant. Yeah. <laughs> but don't worry. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Um, we've got... Um, do you want a quick email before we uh, introduce our guest? Do you want to uh, choose... Um, should I give you some titles? Yeah, give me some titles. Okay. School Run Angst. Oh, yes, please. Yep. I like School Run stuff. I don't even want... Well, what's the you other one? You don't want... Okay. Give me the option. Give me the option. The other option is terrifying moment of being locked outside of the house with the two-year-old, the baby locked inside. Yeah, that one now, actually. I've changed my mind. <laughs> that does sound good. Yeah. Both. We'll have both. Let's have both. Oh, let's have both. Let's okay. treat ourselves. It's Friday, isn't it? It's Friday. It's Friday. Have you got that Friday feeling, Rob? Are you going golfing? That's why I'm going off the mic, because I'm doing that thing in the video. It's Friday, you know, when the car's going along. It's Friday, then, a Thursday, Friday. Do you know what I'm talking about? I have never heard that in my life, and it sounds like you're having a breakdown. But you must have seen it. The geezer in the car, they drive the car along. He jumps out the car and he dances alongside the car. And it's like, it's Friday then, Thursday, Friday. Whoop. Josh, I, wh- what wh- are you when looking did at you... on your phone? 
How is that not in your algorithm? You sound, you sound like my wife. <laughs> you must know that. It's like a me. It's a what viral What am I looking at on my phone? Generally. Uh, sports news. Uh, sports news. And then um, texts. Written pornography you like, don't you? I like written pornography from the Victorian <laughs> times. Your favourite one's Busted Flush, isn't it? That's my your friend, Rob, who's a bit... He's sexually odd, let's okay. say that. When he was a teenager, yeah. uh, he couldn't <laughs> access any pornography in his house. Okay. And uh, yep. he had a wank mm. over the definition of vagina in the dictionary. That is the weirdest thing I've ever heard in my life. Are you serious? <laughs> he was so in need of stimulus. Oh, my and he, God. And lacked imagination so much that he just... Had a wank over the definition of vagina in the dictionary. The only way that would have been weirder if he did it on Braille. <laughs> I just don't know how you could be turned on by the definition of vagina. Well, hang on, look, hang no, on. Read it out and let's see if I if I am. Okay. <laughs> read out the definition. Uh, this of is a ter- this is a terrible thing to have in your Google search history. But I'm gonna give me give me the definition of a of a vagina and I'll let you know if I'm okay. if, it's, if it's doing anything. Okay. The muscular tube. Oh, mate, I, to be fair, muscular got me. <laughs> Carry on. I've never, I don't think I've encountered musc- muscly ones. <laughs> the muscular to you. Absolutely ripped. That is an absolutely ripped fanny, that. Look at it. That, <laughs> well, I've been working out, Rob. Don't forget leg day, old faff over there. Look at that. Ripped. <laughs> Six pack on that vagina. I'm exhausted. <laughs> Sorry, muscular tube. Go on. The muscular tube leading from the external genitals to the cervix of the uterus in women and most female mammals. No, you've, you lost me at muscular. That, 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 it felt like it was going down the route, but I, I don't think I could have a wank to that. And I, no. And I, I'm, you know, I, you, know. I, you know, I'm pretty good at them. Yeah, yeah. I, you, I, you know. You've knocked it out in your time, haven't you? I've worked away from home a lot. <laughs> anyway, let's get back to this email. Yeah, okay. My oldest daughter was two when our son was born. Well, I know this person, by the way. What? You sent the email? The, va- the, the, the dictionary. Oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, yes, you do know that person, yes. Who is it? Oh, of course he would. Yeah. It all makes sense now. Knowing him, that's more of a Josh Riddicom. I've never had a Krispy Kreme brag, I think. Well, more than, more than for well, effect. Well, shall I tell you another thing he, that he's done as yeah. well? Because we're not naming him. No. He was once uh, abroad. Yeah. And he couldn't access his pornography. Yeah. Uh, so he drew his own pornography. I mean, that is absolutely insane. <laughs> How did he have the patience? I can't deal with buffering. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to know what he drew? <laughs> yeah, I want to know. Uh, it was a a woman giving a blowjob. Yep. Right? But um, because he uh, didn't want to draw the naked man, it was basically a woman giving a, a blowjob to a, a penis and balls that were just floating in the air. <laughs> <laughs> and what a guy he is. I, mean, I think we need more. We need to give him a name and more stories about him and we'll never reveal what he's called. We could get him to call in to the show on a different day and we'll put one of those voice things on it. <laughs> yeah. My eldest daughter was two when our son was born. She was <laughs> just dropped something. She was very well, excited. Floating cock and balls, was it? <laughs> he is a very good artist. But... <laughs> Wanksy. His name's Wanksy. <laughs> oh, glorious. That is glorious. Good stuff, isn't it? Really good stuff. Um, 
My oldest daughter was two when our son was born. She was very excited about it. It's been a real gear change in that <laughs> sentence. <laughs> From C-section to invisible men's dicks. She was very excited about the new baby, and we did all the what do you think it will be like when he, she is here chats with her. Yeah. First off, she liked him for all about two minutes. Shall we read this out on Tuesday? Because we've done 20 minutes. We're only going to do 10. <laughs> well, Lucy Pond. We'll stick, we'll stick a pin in Lucy Pond's email. This is Pond. I'm sorry about this, We're Pondy. sorry, Lucy, but we feel it's more respectful to... Yes, uh, we can't go from it. invisible dicks to children. Let's yeah. move Pond to Tuesday. Hello everyone, it's Alan here. I just wanted to tell you about my brand new podcast coming next week. Lights of Beach. This podcast is the escapism we all need right now. I sat down and chatted with some of my famous friends about everything travel. From caravanning in real to private jetting to the Maldives, my guests spill the beans on their holiday horrors and dream destinations. And let's face it, we might not have the sun on our faces, but after a listen to this, you'll definitely have a smile. First episode is the very funny Ramesh Ranganathan. And coming out, we've got Robbie Williams, Jesse Ware and her mum Lenny, Michael McIntyre, Rufus Wayne, Right, Rob Rinder, James Blunt, Justin Lance Black. Oh, fasten your seat belts. It's going to be a fantastic ride. Sam Quick, welcome to the podcast. You are our first Olympic gold medalist. Oh, I'm honoured. Thank you. That is exciting, though. That is such a big achievement that it's sort of. Do you get bored of it being brought up, or does it still feel good when you hear no, it? No, it still feels good. Like, even when I get on my medal, sometimes it still feels good. Any opportunity, yeah. I'm like, oh, here's my medal. <laughs> Have you put your medal on your baby? <laughs> I actually haven't put it on her. I put it next to her. I took a photo with it because she had like her own little personal portrait photo shoot a few weeks ago. So um, she actually, it was next the gold medals are getting bigger and bigger, but bless Molly, she makes it look even bigger because <laughs> she's so small. <laughs> so, so what's the setup at home? You've got one child? Yes, one child who is eight weeks this week. Oh. So proper fresh. How are you feeling? Because I think I think at eight weeks old, I just, I wouldn't have been able to speak to someone about having it odd so in the in the in the trenches but how's it going it's going really well I'm blessed to have Tom who's brilliant I mean I'm not great at the best of times without sleep but he is really stepping up to do some of the night feeds so I'm actually oh, really? feeling okay the first two weeks are really tough I think you just gotta well like you know figure out the baby and what their cues are, what yeah. they like, what they don't like, what works, what doesn't work. So I can sit here at eight weeks and say, listen, it's it's not easy. We're gonna, no, I don't, don't think it's easy for anyone, but I can't complain because she is a star and I've got a good support system. What I like is you do slightly talk, you still talk slightly like a, like you're discussing a run of sporting fixtures. I was about to say that, Josh. That was a classic response from an athlete. That it was, there was emotionless broken down into what is our goal? How are we going to attack it? And we're being successful. Let's just crack on. You know, you know, it's a new, it's a new week next week. Yeah. The boys are happy in the changing room. We'll print out the next spreadsheet. <laughs> are you very organised then? You sound a very organised and controlled mum. What do you want to say? You know, we've had um, poo splats all over the white wardrobes a number of times. You know, yeah. puke-filled clothes and whatnot. It's just the standard. I think most parents will probably know what I'm going on about. But I, d- I didn't expect it to be what it is. I don't know why. I just, every so often I look at her and I'm like, oh, my God, that's mine. <laughs> <laughs> 
What is in a responsibility or an excitement sort of way or both? Both. Both because I've always, especially as an athlete, you grow up um, and you compete. You have to be really selfish. Even to the point in a relationship, I was very much, it was always about me, what I couldn't go to, what dates were I, I available to, can I drink, can I not drink? And then like that was marriage and then just me and Tom. But now I've got a kid. It's like another level of, oh my God, you have to look after this thing who can't do anything for itself. Um, and even just like, I mean, I'm expressing, and so I feel like a, you know, a cow that needs to be milked, but because she's getting bigger, she's wanting more milk. And I'm like, oh my God, I don't, I just even stuff like that, trying to provide milk for a child. <laughs> Keep up demand. It's like, it's like a, a small brand that's popped off in lockdown on Insta. And you just, you haven't, you haven't got the supply chain yet. You've got the... Well, I said to my husband, I said, I'm just pumping milk. What are we going to do with all this milk? And he said, I can definitely get some on away on eBay. Definitely. It was <laughs> an Olympic gold medalist. And we'll make a good <laughs> gold medal milk the fuel of champions <laughs> very strange piece of sporting memorabilia i think that i think it would sell so yeah you say that but i've been asked for some really weird stuff before i'm um, like from some people wanted my old shoes and socks to, i don't know what they wanted them for i i um, think i do <laughs> <laughs> what, what what do you think you know, let's not be naive about this. Know. There's some sick know. fucks knocking about, Sam. <laughs> Another request as well. Someone wanted a recording of me, of me farting through a walkie-talkie. Oh, wow. Oh, That's God, the best that is... one I've had. The walkie-talkie is perhaps the weirdest bit of that. So, Josh... Well, it's not, actually. It's not the weirdest bit of that. <laughs> so, you're eight weeks in. Do you feel, do you feel like, sleep-deprived at all? Or are you... Yeah. Massive. You seem like you're pretty with it. It's because I've had a coffee. Honestly, I mean, I used to be a coffee fiend and then obviously cut, cut it down or didn't really have any during pregnancy. So now, like, when I have a whiff of coffee, I am bouncing off the walls. Oh, I bet. Yeah. It's like when you don't drink for a while and then you're hammered after one pint. Yeah. I've still got that to come, actually. I've still got my first drink slash binge drink to come post-pregnancy. Yeah, you've not had... Have you got anything booked in? Because as as a comedian, the first night out of um, a, 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 a recent mum um, is normally pretty hardcore. That is when people really let loose because it's been over a year normally with the pregnancy and then the baby being small. Have you got that night out booked? Um, I've got my good friend's hen do down in London actually on the 22nd of May. So that's the next... That'll be the, a big event. Is it the first time you'd have left your daughter? Um, overnight, yeah. Yeah. How'd you yeah. feel? A little bit nervous, but then I say that, but no me, like as soon as I get a drink in my hand and the sun's shining, I'll be like, woo! <laughs> yeah. But no, I think, I mean, I trust Tom implicitly, uh, implicitly so... I won't be too nervous. I'll probably miss her, but... And how's it working for you? Because you don't play hockey anymore, and so your your schedule isn't as intense as an athlete's now, but now it's a bit more ad hoc media stuff, and me and Josh work in the media and freelance stuff. Sometimes you're working every day at weird hours, or you're not working at all. You, have you taken a block of time off, or are you going straight back in? What's your, what's your plan? Because that's, that's the tricky thing, isn't it, with the, the childcare and stuff? Yeah, massively, and I think having a child that small, you can make a schedule, but it's all on her schedule and all on her yeah. timings. She'll eat when she wants to eat, you can plan to leave at a certain time and then you just end up being half an hour late <laughs> for, whatever, for whatever reason. But in terms of work, it's been okay um, because I'm lucky enough and fortunate enough now to be in a position where I can afford to say, actually, I can't do that job, but I can do that job. It's yeah. not too bad. So I've worked a few days since, actually a week after she was born, I was filming Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. No. What? How yeah. many days? 
Uh, it was only the day. It was only in Salford, so it was only about like forty-five minutes from. Oh no! But like, how long? How many days after the baby was oh, born was week. that? Is that exactly a week? A week. Yeah. A week. I can't wow. turn down the opportunity to win a good amount of money for a charity like for that. Charity? No chance <laughs> after a week old. <laughs> I thought you was on it for yourself. <laughs> I'm joking. So, um, so did you bring? Did you bring her with you? Yeah. So we went to the studio, um, and Tom came with me, and I kind of sat in the dressing room. Had my Nando's, gave Molly a feed, and then I went down to the green green room to record. And Tom was there, just with her, pushing her in the pram, feeding her. Tom uh, won't phone a friend, was he? You're like, what? You know quick what? question, leave it. She was. just gone down, whispering. <laughs> he was She's asleep, he, Sam. He was, and he got it wrong. <laughs> oh, was it? Oh, <gasps> no. I think it was because of the whole like had baby in one hand and phone in the other, and was like getting proper stressed. So basically, the first person you hung out with away from your baby was Jeremy Clarkson. I know. I've got actually. I've got a picture sat on the chair with the baby and Jeremy Clarkson. And Jeremy was brilliant. He was a good crack, but he did not crack a smile. It's just really? it's like it's the funniest picture. So when it airs, I'm actually going to post that picture on my Instagram. <laughs> oh yeah, defo. Everyone to, to share the joy in that picture. How, how did you feel though? Like you know, in yourself going on telly, like because you know, look, there's a lot of people like after giving birth a week later would feel very self conscious about going on telly after a week. Was you was you nervous? Was you worried or you just didn't care? Like how how did how did you feel? Um I was probably to be honest still off my head on all the diamorphine and uh, <laughs> everything else that I had during yeah. the thing. But um I was okay. I was obviously nervous because it's more the logistics. I get quite wound up like where am I gonna park the pram? What if she's hot? Yeah. What if she's cold? Have I got this? Have I got that? But it felt like I was packing for a week away. I'm not gonna yeah. Yeah. Normally you just get your handbag, your purse, your phone, bit of lippy, everything you need, and then but with a baby, honestly, it's yeah. like two bags, pram, milk. Well, yeah, also as well, like it's a forty-five minute journey. That's quite a lumpy journey, you were saying, like yeah. to get there, and then because like even if you're visiting someone forty-five minutes away, that'd be a stressful day, and you'd be going in their house. But to go there and then sit opposite Jeremy Clarkson <laughs> with the pressure to win money for charity—that is an intense afternoon, mate. It was, it was, it was really intense. But as I say, just. I, f- I think I started packing two days before I actually had to be there because oh. there was just so much stuff to remember. And yeah. it was the first time we'd been out. But um, I was a little bit sore, but found the best pair of Spanx and Hold Me Ins, you know, and all that. A bit of professional help on the hair and face. And I felt like a new woman. I just couldn't eat or drink too much because the amount of elastic I was wearing around my waist. Is- <laughs> <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. Well, well played. I think, yeah. Yeah. Because every, yeah. Every, and now, I'll, no one will be able to watch that episode of a going, a week ago she gave birth. No. Unbelievable. You should just get the, you know, the prize pot for that. Never mind the questions. I hope so. It should have, I, I, I did I did blad at that point time and time again in case I got any ridiculously easy questions wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I was like really conscious as well. I had to change colour top because of my boobs kept leaking. <laughs> yeah, so proper boob leakage. And I was like, I had this um like ready top on, but I was like, mm. That's not going to be great, is it? If I start sweating on whatever thousand pound question, getting a little yeah. bit nervous, or you know, I hear a baby cry in the background, people aren't going to want to see leaky boobs on national TV. No, and then going forward with that stuff like that, is Tom working full time? Is Tom what's the plan with the parenting? Is it going to be fifty fifty, or is it going to be flexible? Like, how do you how do you see it going with that kind of thing? Because you have to have that conversation, don't you, when um the baby's coming? Yeah, he, we're really fortunate because he's got his own company. He worked a lot from home. So as long oh, as right. I tell him, tell him in, in advance my diary and what I need to do. So, for example, he's upstairs in bed at the moment because he did the night feed last night. So he was having a nap. And I was like, i got to go. Here you go. So I, like, pushed a little 
you know, next to me bed into the spare room where he's sometimes spends his time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, so it's nice and flexible. Well, that's a good way because it must be, it, it's so hard to try and balance that, but that works really well then, I imagine. Yeah, definitely. And it's like you say, with our work, it's, you never really know where you are. You know, yeah. unless it's like a week, I mean, a week in advance is generous on time sometimes in this industry, isn't it? Knowing where you're going to be. Yeah. And I think like sometimes I don't really appreciate how like much Lou has to sort of compromise to fit in around that, even though I'm not choosing for that to happen. But like you say, if a call comes in and goes, there's this thing next week, I you just have to go, Lou, you've got to do that. Or Tom, you've got to do that. So at least, you know, it makes a massive, it really helps, doesn't it? Take the stress off. Yeah. But you said you've got a little one running around the garden at the moment, haven't you? <laughs> Yeah, well, uh, yeah, okay, you've dogged me in. I said that in confidence. Lou went to pick up the (laughs) eldest from school and we were recording this and there's a three-year-old in my garden, which is mine. Which is yours, to be clear. I'll be honest with you, there was about six minutes I I forgot that she was still here, but then I checked and she was on the slide and it was fine. So So is she still running around the slide now, Rob? No, 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 she's sort of just laying next to it, not moving. No, no, Lou's back. (laughs) (laughs) Lou's back. All my kids are fine and safe. They're all good. So with... um... Tom doing the night feeds and stuff. Do you just sleep through fine, or do you do you feel any guilt about him doing the nights? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, we do take it into we. He does the majority of nights, mm. but I do some nights as well. But to be honest, I said to Tom, "Listen, we may as well kind of share and do a bit of both, or I can do more nights because going back to the whole boob situation, I have to get up every like three or four hours to express." Yeah. So I'm up and about anyway. But um, yeah. she actually, I mean, I, I say this touching wood, last night she slept from, she had a big bottle at about half 12, one o'clock, and she slept all the way through till seven. Oh, my oh God. My word. I mean, this this compared to the Tom Parry episode, who also had a child of like eight weeks old, is absolutely miles apart. You, you've, you're, I got a dream. She's an absolute dream. Well, I think there's a combo where it might be she's quite a dream and she's a good sleeper, but also it does feel like your your life's a lot more structured than Tom Parry's. Either that <laughs> a or bit I'm of a... just not waking up, listening and I cry. Yeah, just letting her, <laughs> letting her scream. Oh, that's good though because it does that little extra sleep makes a massive difference, I suppose. Yeah. Do you way. find? Um, but you feel like you're a together person. Surely there's like a mental strength you get from being a kind of top sports uh, star. What weird, what a weird phrase! I just used sports star. Sam Quick, she's a sports star. Yeah, you sports are. You're star. sounding really. You're getting old. I think this is you getting old. I'm not, it's like, it's a really weird term. I just had visions of your voice when you're 80, and it is going to be so mental. You sound 70 now. <laughs> Imagine Josh Rinnigan's voice when he's 80. Are you on them sports stars? <laughs> I I found like my mental strength was really tested in those first two months. But you feel like you've just. You've walked it, Sam. No, listen, it sounds great, but the first two weeks I was an emotional wreck. Like I was crying at the most ridiculous things. I remember walking down the stairs with her and I just burst into tears, walked into the kitchen and sat there like sobbing, but like not even crying, like (gasps) uncontrollable sobbing because I thought, oh my God, what if I drop her down the stairs? Yeah. Like I hadn't dropped her down the stairs, like nothing was wrong, but like all these thoughts and I just burst into tears and Tom walked in and he was like, oh my, what is wrong with you? And I was like, I just thought, what if I drop her down the stairs? Like just so irrational. Which is your hormones go mad, don't they? After you give birth, I think when we did NCT, they spoke about it and just like your body's just flooded with hormones and it's sort of good or bad and energy and all sorts that sends you a bit... 
you know, off, off the Richter for a few it. weeks. Absolutely, or with Pete Doolally, whatever you can say. If you say <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Just, what just, that so, just a heads up for Tom. That's a, that doesn't that doesn't sort of completely ebb away. That will happen when they're at four and uh, and they're having hormonal arguments with the, with the kids. Yeah. <laughs> it's mad though because you know that you're. There's like I would like start an argument, but then know in the back of my head, Sam, you're just being ridiculous here. But then me being stubborn, I carry, I go through with the argument and still try to argue because I just don't, my little voice, I don't, I want to prove my little voice in my head wrong. So Tom is onto a no winner sometimes, especially yeah. post What have you argued with him about then in the last couple of weeks? Like that, you know, you were in like the sort of the wrong, but you oh, fancied her out. Just loads. Like, part of me is just like, you, I, I had to learn to just let him get on with it. So we had this big argument about microwaving breast milk. <laughs> Sorry. So, from from your would you would you microwave milk, Rob? Josh? Um, um, I'd 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 I'd, you know I'd I, I would I would get boil water. <laughs> <laughs> I would do boiling water into a bowl and then put the milk bottle in it rather than microwave it. But I don't know why. Yeah. That just seems like a more organic way of doing it. Well, That's what do you would you microwave it? No, so I'd do the same as you, but after yeah. the argument, Tom now does it in in boiled water because I think. But before it was microwaving. What? So what? What is wrong with microwaving it though? It does seem more efficient. It is. Everyone I know. I mean, you're not. It's not recommended to microwave it because you get hot spots in it. Okay. Oh. But everyone I know and I've spoken to have been like, yeah, I just microwave it. When you've got a crying baby, put it in for like twenty seconds, and it's right. It, you don't get it piping hot. I forgot about heating up the milk, like. I, I'm so far away from well. You better fucking remember, mate. You've I got know, a kid up coming in a week. But like, um, <laughs> well, two and a half weeks. Of, yeah, oh, two and a half cool. weeks, and I'm back at it with the old microwave. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't even got a microwave. <laughs> you just puts it in the sun. Jimmy <laughs> <laughs> done my dorm. That's how we do it now in our way. But I tell you what's good though, if you if we, if you do go into bottle or like formula, because we didn't do breast for whatever reason, breast milk for too long. That um, Tommy Tippy's are really good because it, it it makes the like the, yeah, the formula is. milk really well at the right temperature. But yeah, it does because I do that sometimes when you're cooking a curry. There's a bit of chicken that is like hotter than the sun, then an actual bit of ice next to it. So it must do the same with milk, just sort of get hot spots. But it, so we're learning here, Josh. We are. I I'll be honest with you. It just that has really brought home to me how disconnected I am from the experience of having a baby. You know, when you have a baby and you ask people who've got a two-year-old, you're like, did you go through this phase? And they're like, oh, I don't really remember. And you're like, what is wrong with you? But yeah. that's who I am. Maybe now- it's like a human reaction to because it was like so terrible, like childbirth. You just forget about it and you think, you know, let's have another one. So like the terrible yeah. twos, maybe people forget. Yeah, yeah mate. I mean, so what, what was it, what was the was the argument about just that you shouldn't do it in a microwave? And he said it doesn't matter, and you argued, but and then he eventually gave in. Yeah, but then it's just like irrational stuff when you're tired as well. Like who's taking out the nappy bin next? Yeah. Did you, did you, did you, did you pick fights for yeah. reaction, Sam? No, I pick fights because I'm I probably get a little bit moody because I'm either tired or hungry. <laughs> so, okay, so it's sort of a way to sort of you feel like I want to vent, but I need a reason. Yeah, but I'm also, if I'm, I'll hold my hands up and say I am at times a little bit of a control freak. Okay. And I think that is just being part and part of like an athlete because you're in control of your body, your schedule and bits and bobs like that. So sometimes I'm terrible at not communicating, but I'll automatically think that Tom knows what I'm thinking. So if in my head I'm like, right, I've packed that, I've packed this, I've packed that, we'll leave at 10. And I've not said that to Tom. My head sometimes presumes that he knows that we're leaving at 10 and we go to leave. <laughs> 
And I'm like, why aren't you ready? And he was like, well, what do you mean? And I said, we're leaving at 10. And he was like, well, you didn't tell me. And I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think me and Tom might have a lot in common because Lou likes to do that as well. The old <laughs> not tell me what's happening and then tell me off. It's sort of a, yeah. I think though, it's a, it must be, it's hard though, like when they're, when they're that small as well. And I think when you, like you say, your job is you, everything is like micromanaged and controlled and then you sort of totally lose control. Like with your body and work and stuff like that where I imagine you want to sort of get back to fitness and things like that, but you, your body just won't let you yet. It's a, it's a, it must be hard to sort of, when your body's been your tool for so long. Yeah, when your mind's sort of been, just sit in, have a packet of crisps. You've got half an hour while the baby's asleep. Just watch telly, you know, yeah. relax. <laughs> but yeah, I am, I'm a, to be honest, this in my body has never been in this, it's not a state, but in terms of this type of shape before. Um, mm. Obviously put on weight, stretchy skin, different marks. And I've had to, I've learned to embrace it, to be honest. At first I was a bit frustrated and I was like, I want to get back to being fit and getting out running. But having a C-section, that's obviously taking a little bit longer. But um, Oh my God, so you did, who wants to be a millionaire after a C-section? Yeah. After, uh, you, yeah. you just sit in a chair, don't you? Let's be honest. You need, I mean... You're- that's mental. I'm not going to lie as well. I just enjoy. I quite wanted to go and just see what I looked like with a face full of makeup and hair professionally done. <laughs> Fair enough. Lockdown here. Yeah, just get out of lockdown. <laughs> when you were playing hockey and stuff, was there people that went away and had babies and then came back? And how difficult was it for them? Like, is it is it a tough thing to do, or do most people wait until? their kind of sporting careers over because I know like Serena Williams went away and had a baby and came back and stuff I you know what I look at the likes of Serena Jess Ennis there's been a few of the hockey Kiwi girls who have done that some of the Aussies and I remember in my career being like actually I think I could do that I'd probably maybe have like a year and a half out have a baby get back training and maybe make it back for an Olympics but now I've gone through it I am just like unbelievable like how how they manage to do that in such a short turnaround because of what your body goes through because obviously pregnancy is tough in itself um and then you've got the postpartum which again is even tougher because physically you have either pushed out this watermelon through the eye of a needle which I can only resume or you've had like a c-section which is basically being cut in half but I think I I mean I couldn't think of I mean it if I had to and someone said you have to do it, Sam. I'd obviously find a way, but I, I couldn't do it. I mean, I just, at this moment, I just think that is a job and a half. Like, I'm just yeah, looking forward to yeah, getting yeah. back on on the road, going for a jog and back to my club hockey. Yeah. Got full respect to them. So do you still play hockey as a hobby then? Yeah, a bit of club hockey, a bit of club hockey. Are you much better, like, much better than everyone else, though? Or, like, is it is it, is it like you're just, everyone's like, trying to two-foot you and tackle you or, and you're running rings around them, or is it a high level? I, I don't know how to answer that without sounding like an absolute job's worth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're, you're the best one. You've got to be. I mean, how good's this fucking club if the Olympian is like mid, mid-level? No, it depends. It depends because in, the problem is the GB team, obviously, you know, you went down to Visham. They're all based down there full time. So when I was there, you have to play for a club within that area because you don't want to oh. be travelling up to Manchester where you can't really, can you, to go f- training. For, so... Our club, Bowden, we don't have any GB players or anything like that because it's too far away from the centre. Oh, I program. get you. So, all, so that down south, there's a sort of a higher level because they need to be near the, the GB team. Exactly. So all the clubs, you've got East Grinstead, Surbiton, places like that, Wimbledon, are littered with like international players. So last season before COVID, Bowden got relegated 
because you just you don't stand a chance because they've got yeah. like the starting lineup of the GB team and then they've got GB team team B on the other <laughs> the other club team. Yeah. So, um, yeah. You're like, so you're like JJ Acotra at Bolton. <laughs> JJ Acotra. <laughs> What a reference to go for as your first. I thought you'd appreciate it. I know Sam's a football yeah. fan. Um, Sam, do you think you're going to... How do you feel if your daughter was not interested in sport whatsoever? Would it be a relief because you've done, done that with your youth or would you be just disappointed? Um, without sounding harsh, and again, she can do whatever she wants to do, I'll back her. I would be a little bit gutted if she didn't do sport just because it's done so much for me in terms of like my mates traveling the world. And I think sports just good for anyone and everything, both physically and mentally. But I can't wait to just stand on the sideline and watch my daughter play some kind of sport. But I don't think I will be the type of parent who's up and down the sideline, giving it beans, shouting this, shouting that. I'm just, I'll probably take the, take a step back and just take it all in. And if I don't think that's true. I think I know. (laughs) I think I know you well enough with the stuff we've done, but I think you I think you might be that person. What the, what, what is that? The one who's like up and down, shouting at the ref? The one who's really enthusiastic. Oh, sorry, I've got a child that's broken in. Daddy's going to need two minutes, okay? I'm just doing some work. I'm talking to Sam Quick oh. and Josh Widdicombe. Can you go to Sorry about that, everyone. You absolutely uh, lie. Lou's going to have a uh, disciplinary later, actually, because that is totally unacceptable. <laughs> she knows I'm down here. We'll have a little chat about that at the uh, family meeting. You're like, Daddy, why did you not be outside? <laughs> yeah, just go on the slide on your own again in a garden alone. Come on. <laughs> no, I just said to them, I think you're very competitive. And you like, even just the way you said, I'll back her. And I don't know if it's because it was your accent, but it sounded like you really would back her. But I think, it, I think, personally, for me as well, I'll have to work hard not to get too involved from the sidelines when they're older, just because I can't help it. I'm gobby. Are you that? Are you that guy who's stood behind the coach and when the coach? Walks no, up, I'm not that you person. You walk up to I'm you. not that no, person that's like. You don't see yourself as a tactician, do you? No, I'm not. I'm a Sammy Lee. Do you know what I mean? You know, like. Oh yeah. I'm, not I'm, everything's I'm a bit more, no, I, it, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think. Tell me, I, Sam. I, have you got to go to the Reebok Stadium since you've had a baby or not? Because Rob really wants to know. <laughs> So there's a lot, a lot of Bolton stuff. Um, no, I just think I, I, I just get into stuff. I'm very enthusiastic, and if my daughter scored, I'd lose my mind with excitement. You know, it's hard not to, isn't it? But I don't think I'd be shouting what to do. I think I think Lou's a little bit, even a bit more like a. She, she's a bit more like, I think a protect would be more protective on the sidelines and aggressive than I would be. What was your experience of playing sport as a child? Were your what were your parents like on the sidelines? Well, I was going to say, I think maybe I'm saying that because my dad, I know he won't mind saying it because I put it in my book. He was the parent who used to go up the side of the sideline and shout at me, not in a, an aggressive way, but was constantly shouting at me. And my really? mum used to follow him like up the pitch and be like, shh, Albert, shh, stop you being shouting too much. <laughs> and like, I remember looking up throughout the hockey game and my dad would start on one sideline and my mum and they'd slowly both get keep just doing laps of the, of the pitch. Oh, God. My mom, <laughs> dad would walk away and my mum would catch him up. My dad would walk away and catch him up. But I played lacrosse once over in Liverpool. And I remember being so exhausted. I just ran, ran, ran. And I collapsed down to the floor. Obviously still conscious, but my legs were just knackered. And my dad was like, Sam, get up. You're embarrassing yourself. Get up. Oh, oh. 
and the mum was like, Albert, Samantha, are you okay? And I was absolutely fine. But I think that's where I get my kind of like, don't roll over and die. You've still got more in the tank type of, of attitude. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I remember as well, my, my brother used to play in goal for, it was a team called We're All Chinese. <laughs> and he was we're all, we're all we're, Chinese. Uh, in, we're all or we're all Chinese? We're all to the plate. <laughs> we're all. <laughs> <laughs> What's the team name that is? We're all Chinese. We're all Chinese. We're all Chinese. Yeah. What's your team name? We're all Chinese. That's all I've got. <laughs> Sorry. We're all, Ch- we're all Chinese. Okay. I prefer to do that one, actually. Um, God, you <laughs> so your brother played for We're All Chinese? Yeah. <laughs> and were they all Chinese? <laughs> they all were apart from one but obviously we're half so we still count but anyone was welcome okay. even though it was called so you were called chinese. we're all chinese and you essentially that the team were nearly all chinese as well yeah so and that's yeah. the first time anyone's mentioned that that we're all chinese the strap line should have be we're all chinese apart from one who was the one uh, i think it was like the center mid guy the tall one <laughs> <laughs> Surely, Only you the Surely the goalie. <laughs> <laughs> no, my brother was the goalie. But oh, Mike's quite cool. But anyway, he was playing in goal. Yeah. And my dad was literally stood next to the goalpost and just giving it every time the ball. Michael, run out. Michael, dive left. And in the end, me and my brother, only my twin brother. Uh, sorry, it was my older brother who was in goal. Me and my twin brother, Sean, used to just go and watch purely just to go and watch my dad. <laughs> really? <laughs> and next oh, wow. to my older brother, just giving him directions. But yeah, it was good. Good quality. So, was your dad into hockey? Because your whole family's playing. Like, how did you all get into hockey? Um, I got into hockey through school, um, and I was playing football at the time. Because so I was more football. I was always football. Played for like Tramia girls. Played in the boys' teams with when I was younger. But I had to choose between hockey and football when I was seventeen, and I chose hockey. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Would you take your daughter, being an Olympic gold medalist in hockey, but she's an Everton fan? Oh my! Ooh. That's not going to happen though. She's already got a local kit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you say that my sister's an Evertonian. That wasn't the question. So it wouldn't be too dissimilar to how some of the things are at the moment. But yeah, I would. I would. You yeah. take the gold. I'd, I'd let her have a gold yes. medal. Yeah, and you let take her the be gold. An You've got to have some success, haven't you? I mean, if you're an Everton fan. <laughs> <laughs> Got it in she can enjoy her personal yeah. success yeah yeah um and so how's it been having the baby in lockdown though was tom allowed to be there at the birth or the scans what were the rules because two months ago it's got better now we're this is april we're recording this but you know at the start of the year it was pretty bleak wasn't it in hospitals and stuff like that so how, how was that was that stressful yeah the first 12 week scan he wasn't allowed in so i booked a private scan uh five days before um so he we could both be there together at the same time you know to like see your heartbeat and whatnot and obviously um i had a miscarriage in the january oh i didn't know that i'm sorry so, yeah so i just i would just think god forbid touch wood if, the, if it was bad news i can't imagine some people going in and experiencing yeah. that on their own yeah. so i just feel for so many people who had to go through it on their own if, the, if it was that type of news but yeah, in the hospital, I had to go on my own for the twelve-week scan, and then by twenty weeks, he was allowed to come in if he had a negative COVID test within twenty-four hours. Oh, okay, cool. So there was a way for him to come in and stuff, but yeah, yeah that's all that you just don't need it, and then especially with like when you've got the baby, you want everyone to come around and see it and say hello and stuff, and it's it's horrible, isn't it, having to 
you know, not, not be able to see all your friends and family. Yeah, it was rubbish. And especially at the hospital. So um, Tom was allowed in, but once you're in, that's it. You're not allowed to go back out. Um, and then just you just feel harsh on like your parents or your brothers and sisters, yeah. you know, who aren't able to see them. But Albert's out there screaming from the street. Going, <laughs> yeah. Come on, you've got another push in you. Yeah. Keep Come going. On. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> With the, the full Wirral Chinese squad shouting, come on, Sam. Call that a cesarean. That is not. <laughs> With the, the centre mid guy, the only one who can see through the window. <laughs> He's doing all right, guys. I've just, she's doing fine. She's fine up there. Are they still going, Wirral China? Oh, <laughs> I'll move on from We're All Chinese. I'm asking the next question while, while I Google We're All Chinese. I'm not. Yeah. I'm setting one back up. Um, so, no, so, have you got. I was going to ask you this, though, right? Because I found it quite stressful when loads of people sorry, come to sorry, the house. Sorry, Rob, I'm going to have to interrupt to say the first thing when you Google the words, we're all Chinese hockey, is Sam Quick's Wikipedia page. Is it actually? <laughs> is it? She's not lying, it's diversity. true. I like it. Um, no, I was going to say, I found it quite stressful when... Um, we had loads of people coming and going, seeing the baby and stuff, because, you know, you get into a schedule, you're all chilled, and then people come, you can make tea and stuff like that. Do you feel like you missed out, or was it actually quite nice to have a bit of calm in the house? Obviously, you had your support bubbles, I imagine, mm-hmm. um, and stuff. Like, Or did you did you really miss it? Um, I, to be honest, the first week, I think it was probably a blessing in disguise, um, yeah. because I didn't get out of my house coat. Didn't do my hair. <laughs> you don't really yeah. brush your teeth. And th- house coat's dressing gown, isn't it, for southerners? Oh, sorry. Yes, house coat. Yeah, no, just just a bit. I only found out last week that house coat in Liverpool, uh, dressing gowns a house coat. Yeah. So what did you, did you know say? that, Josh? No, no, yeah. I didn't know that. No. It's very poncy, isn't it? Dressing gown. What did I say? House. Coat? I mean, house coat. Yeah, but the house coat sounds insane, doesn't it? House coat. But so you call it's... it a house coat? Yeah. And also, do you call yeah. lunch dinner or dinner? Dinner, lunch, dinner. Yeah. So we call. Well, I, I, I don't know what it. which one's dinner. I call yeah, the middle. I call... Easter on supper. Oh. No, I'm not. I'm still on supper. Okay. How dare you? <laughs> dare. Breakfast, lunch, dinner. Dinner, yeah. Breakfast, lunch, dinner. Yeah, but why are dinner ladies called dinner ladies when it's at lunch? So you have breakfast, dinner, tea? Yeah. I mean, I, I get your point, actually. When do you wear a dinner jacket and where? To an evening do, which... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then what do you eat? What 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 do you eat on your lunch break? You're not you having dinner or are you having lunch yeah, on lunch that's break? Good point. To be fair, I, I do I do flip in between. But Look, let's not get bogged down in a north south divide. No, you were, you, yeah, the first week was a blessing. No one came around. That's where we were at, weren't we? Yeah. Before we got in bogged, in, bogged down in house coats. Yeah, um, yeah, blessing in disguise. Purely because, like you say, you just the days blur into the nights, and you're trying to establish yeah. reading and doing whatever. Um, and then it's kind of like if you if I had visitors, I would have felt like obliged to put my eyebrows on, get out of my house coat you know, make a cup of tea and stuff like that. Yeah. So it, like, as I say, it was actually quite nice. And then it was just me and Tom kind of knuckling down, trying to figure everything out. But we did have parents round. Um, yeah, because you're allowed, like, a ne- if you've got a child under one, yeah. you're allowed to be part of a support bubble, aren't you? That's, yeah. that's really good, I and think. Tom's mum is in our bubble anyway, because she lives on her own. So actually, it worked, oh, right. you know, it worked out all right. So my mum and dad were the support bubble, but Tom's mum was already in our bubble. I think that, like, the worst is when you have people that come round for too long, in the in the first few weeks of the baby because it, it's fine when they're there but the moment they go and you've missed out on your chance to have a nap or you've missed out on your chance to kind of relax and then you head into the night tired i just think yeah it's if you've so not had a nap tough. then they've had a nap well the worst is they've been around for an hour and then you go oh trying to get rid of them i'm just gonna go and put the baby, that baby down for a nap 
and they're still there yeah. while you're doing that. And then you come down and having a nap and they go, oh, another cup of tea. And I go like, don't you fucking waste my nap time. <laughs> I'm either sleeping or watching the telly or having a bath. Don't, I don't want to talk to you about shit. The, the internet's better in your conversation. That's a good bit of advice. So the advice there, moral of the story, is when you go to put the baby dip to bed, don't come back down. Don't come back down. Yes. No, I've got another one, right? And it's called fuck, fuck coffee cups, <laughs> right? <laughs> fuck coffee cups. And they're tight. Not they're, it's a little cup. They're doing Ikea, but they're bigger than like an espresso cup. So it's not weirdly small, but they're the smallest, the smallest cup or mug you can find before someone gets inquisitive. And you do a cup of tea in there, but quite low level. And it, it, they'll drink. And don't boil the kettle fully. So it's a bit cooler. And they will have that tea drunk in about five minutes. Do you know what you could do, Rob? How you could market these? Yeah. You know, in the bottom of the cup, you could have the words fuck off written. <laughs> so when so when they finish their tea, they get the message straight away. Should we, should we do some fuck coffee cup merch? Yeah, I think we should. And this is for new mums and dads that you make it to someone that you want them to leave so you can have a rest. I don't know. Would, you, would that be something you'd be interested in buying, Sam? Is that, would that have helped? 100%. And some sort of sign on the door. <laughs> yeah, on the door. No, not welcome. Yeah, just some sort of thing that you can like slide from left to right depending on like, where you're at, where the babies are, and if you're in the mood. If you're That's, a good, That's idea. a good idea. Yes, that is a good idea, isn't it? Just like, come back later, not today. Yes, please, I'm going mental. And Tom keeps microwaving milk. I mean, that's quite niche. Oh, but, um, <laughs> that'll be more specific, bespoke for you, Sam. I think uh, so. Although we haven't got a doorbell, which has been quite a nice little uh, nice little treat. <laughs> well, I still remember, like, now it doesn't matter how important it was when you ordered a takeaway to put in the instructions, not quietly, we've got a baby sleeping. That's still on my like Deliveroo thing. Did you ever I mean, do that, George? Yeah. No, I used to watch the person come and then I'd be stood on the... Uh, sorry, that was a very strange phrase. <laughs> <laughs> it's a weird delivery. What are you ordered? <laughs> my order was that good. <laughs> the moment they smelt it, the order... <laughs> oh, my God, this has gone disastrously. <laughs> this, I'd say the last 30 seconds have been... Too, 30 seconds are the worst of my career. But... <laughs> So you say they were called Wirral Chinese, Sam. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so I would watch the Deliveroo stroke Uber Eats or whatever app so that I could see where they were. So I'd always meet them on the doorstep. Oh, that's But I do that anyway. I did that before having a baby. Did you? Just because I was so excited. (laughs) (laughs) Waiting for it to arrive. I have once watched uh, the little image of a motorbike go all around like my local area, thinking, why has he done a left there? What kind of stupid sat-navs he got? I watched a guy go very slowly up a, a one-way road, the wrong way, on the map. And he was going so slowly. And then he got it, and I, was, I just realised he was pushing his bike. And he'd obviously got off his bike, and he was walking <laughs> oh, yeah. the whole way so that he could go against the traffic. <laughs> That's commitment. That's commitment to the real life. That is commitment to a call. Um, Sam, we've got one last question and before we go. It's been brilliant. Thank you so yeah, much, especially you, how new your are baby you, is. Is it a nap at the moment or is the baby awake? Uh, I don't know. I, I did send her up with a bottle to Tom. So I think okay. it was mid-nap. don't want to have stolen your, your beautiful nap time. We'll wrap it up with one last question. This question we like to ask all our guests is if there's one thing that their partner does parenting-wise that really annoys you, but you haven't brought it up because it would just start an argument, and but it's wrangling. And if they listened back to this, they would go, yeah, that is a fair point. I'll stop doing that. Is there anything that's uh, 
um, annoying you at the moment, Sam, that Tom's doing maybe? How long you got? <laughs> <laughs> no, bless him. He's been it's not microwave-based. It can't be microwave-based. It can't be microwave milk. It can't be that. Is there anything, or is it all, at the moment, is it all a pretty sort of steady ship? It is really, I'm, I'm really lucky to say it is pretty steady ship. There's one thing yeah. which isn't like massively bugging me, but... For someone who said it was a steady ship, you've got into one very quickly, Sam, yeah. which I'm, I'm <laughs> very in favour of. I mean, I, I'd love a bit of Call of Duty. I got into it during the first lockdown. Oh, it's love great, it, isn't it? Love it. Yeah. Um, especially Resurgent Trios, love a bit of that. Anyway, um, Tom, when he goes on it with the boys, and obviously because they've got the headsets on, he's next door yeah. on, this, on the TV, they don't realise how loud they are. And when you're just getting yeah. a baby to sleep and they're getting all excited, they're getting in the final circle and there's a guy on the roof. <laughs> oh my goodness. The, the volume <laughs> level just goes from like normal talk to excited to like full on. Yeah. I'm in a club. I need to shout over the loud music type of level. So, um, yes. Darling Tom, that... if you're listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly though, I got told off for that, right? So I was playing it once and I left the window open because it was a hot summer's evening. I put my headphones on and I was screaming. Lou ran upstairs and said, what is going on? You are making all the dogs in the street bark. Because <laughs> you're like, it's on the roof, it's fucking prick, fucking. It's really emotional. But also you can't, it's not very good for a sleeping baby to hear, there's someone on the roof, <laughs> shoot them. <laughs> <laughs> Where's your gas mask? <laughs> Fucking hell. And it is brutal swearing, isn't it, Sam? It is, it is. Sam, this has been amazing. Thank you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much, Sam. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Rob? Yeah? Uh, we're all Chinese might be the most I've laughed. one. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's when Sam was going, yeah, they mostly were all Chinese. The, the Wirral. I've only ever, the thing is, because Wirral, I've only ever heard it be called The Wirral. Yeah. Really? Yeah. It's never called Wirral. And that, I forgot that Wirral sounds like Wirral. <laughs> yeah, it just got a bit too much. And I, I feel like if Sam wasn't there, we, that could have been a potential cancellation for us two. Yes. But I feel like she yeah. she led the Chinese. We were just there to enjoy yeah. it. I, I don't think we should bring it up in other episodes where it's just me and you. Yeah, I think we should probably leave it alone. Yes, yes. That was funny, though. It made me laugh. And yeah. what a fucking machine. C-section, then Jeremy Clarkson. Unbelievable. Lovely. What Unbelievable. is that? I, I didn't want to say this to Sam, but um, she could have easily got booked on it a couple of months down the line. It's not going anywhere. Uh, do you know what, though? Her. I think that's a sort of like, she, she's so, I've met Sam loads of times, she's so sort of focused and dedicated. And if she's agreed to do something, she's like, yeah, I'm doing it. And I'm not going to let that stop me. That's sort of, it's that classic sports star mentality where you have to, whatever you said you're going to do, you're going to do, and you don't care about the circumstances. And I think that's what makes people, you know, a club hockey player and then an Olympic level hockey player. They have that yeah. dedication. You know what I mean? Because I've met a number of sports people that just, it's like, the stuff they do, that dedication is insane. And then even after a time, and they still have that part of their personality, you know? Yeah. They are a different breed sports people, aren't they? Just when you go on, when you go on League of Their Own and you do anything with a sports person, they're so competitive. Or you have a yeah. sports person on a, on a panel show and they actually care if they win. And I you're know, like, it's meant. I did it once where I fell off a netting on League of Their Own and Jamie Redden, I went, oh, come on, Becky, get on with it. You were, <laughs> in, in the morning, you'll get in your head all about this. And I went, Jamie, I've already forgotten. <laughs> I, I couldn't give a fuck about being beaten by Helen Skelton on jump rope. <laughs> Call me a pussy. <laughs> I don't care. I don't do what are we thinking about in the morning, Jamie? The joke I did about Joe Hart that didn't go to anything. That's what I'll be thinking about. 
<laughs> exactly. But they're just built, athletes are built different. You just can't. So for her, I think that's just, a, I'm okay, I can do this. And it's, you know, I've said yeah. I'm going to do it. But yeah, good on her. But yeah, she's brilliant, Sam. I love, she's so, um, she's so confident and so like focused. It's, uh, you yeah. can see that. And considering like, you know, and Tom Parry and Sam Quick, I know I mentioned it in the episode, they couldn't be more different as people really, no. could they? Do you know what I mean? like, they're, they're no. sort of, and, and you can sort of see it in the parenting to a point of just like, Sam would be like, well, how can we make this more efficient? Why don't we do this and let's do it that? And Tom would go, I've got me Fermos. I've got me Orange. Let's bang on the Dodfather. Like that. <laughs> but whatever works, works. Do you know what I mean? And Tom Parry yeah. couldn't have that. I don't think Sam would have enjoyed that schedule. I don't think Tom Parry would enjoy Sam's schedule. So it's, no, it's all, totally. it's, that's what's so interesting Actually, about parenting. I, I dispute that. I think Tom would enjoy Sam's schedule. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we've got to get Tom back on, actually. That's a good yeah, one to get back put on. Put him on the list. Oh, okay. Rob, yes. I've got to go. I've got to go to bloody nursery and pick up my daughter. Oh, okay, go and get her, mate, and I'll speak to you on Tuesday. See you later, guys. Bye. 